jocks in the pool That is not cool, I need the tools Take me to school, feet first Into this league, me first That cannot be, under the underdog Monica G Feeling a whole lot better suddenly I get in with it, win it again You're one and two in the bag and I'm going for three That is the beat down, got to the best So I keep now, y'all tread in water for weeks Now, now I'm the shark so I eat Now, look, I am not sorry I understood the pun from which I started And never getting these drafts is cathartic, so Dynasty underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Dynasty underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Hey everyone, welcome to episode 73 of Dynasty Underdog. I'm your host Jared Dawkins. Turn with me as always is Billy Beeman, one half of any given pod. What's up, dude? Not much, man. I'm actually kind of like relaxed a lot more than usual, I feel like, because the fantasy season's over. Yeah. It's kind of behind me. And now I'm, you know, with Dynasty, obviously, there's plenty to do, but just get to like focus on some trades and just focus on content and like new stuff coming. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I took some time to like go through all my teams and like this is how I know I slacked off a little bit because I'm going through like a couple of rosters. I'm like, I didn't even know I still had him on this team or I thought I traded him away. Like, I don't know. I just like, there's people I I used to pride myself like knowing like hey this league I could probably name all my players yeah and I I'm, I can't <laughs> yeah so. I hear you. I mean that that could be a sign of maybe needing to cut back on one or two and like we're we're gonna talk about it in a little bit about you know that kind of thing so not to get ahead of ourselves but definitely I mean if that's happening but if you if you um you know this offseason could give you the the jolt you need to kind of turn them around where where you're making trades and doing all that kind of stuff. But I will say one thing before we get going here, I was talking on uh, any given pod with Jake about like the, just the end of the season. And I was like, one thing for me and maybe same for you, just kind of listen to how you said, how you said that is I feel like I learned a lot this year more than maybe last year, even, you know, my first year, obviously I learned a ton, but this year I feel like I learned more a little bit than last year because I made some mistakes did things that maybe I shouldn't have done even in a startup, like like completely just like realized some things and might be the same thing, you know, just kind of like learning like what to and what not to do. We'll we'll talk about that. We'll throw it on the sheet for next week or the week after. All right. Let's hop into some news and nonsense as we do. Let's do it. (laughs) This one is fun. Uh, It's probably been talked to ad nauseum, but let's hop into it. Antonio Brown probably quit his job and like, I mean, it's a type of fashion that like anyone wants to quit their shitty job. Like that's the best way to go out. But no matter how you cut it, like it's bizarre. Dude was on the sideline. Uh, Mike Evans was talking to him. He walks away, takes off his shirt, takes off his pads, gets in the end zone, does a little dance, and you know basically says peace out. <clears throat> um, apparently his time in Tampa is over, as we <laughs> apparently could have assumed. <laughs> yeah, that in itself is kind of crazy. But then I think the news that came out today was like or yesterday. Aaron, um, Antonio Brown said like, Hey, Bruce Arian said, Hey, if you don't get back out there, you know, put his finger across his neck. He's like, you're done. And you know, I don't know. People are trashing on Bruce Arians right now, but I have a hard time back in with Antonio Brown right now, just after seeing everything we've seen from Antonio Brown over the last two, three years. Like, I don't know, man, how do you feel about any of this? Uh, well, I don't know if you saw Bruce Arians press conference today. I didn't have a chance. Well, he, he kind of, cleared it up for for his side at least obviously there's two sides of the story and Antonio Brown definitely got out ahead of it so I mean he has that for him he, his story is the first one out there but Bruce Arians basically said that 
he basically gave him the like you're out of here thing which would go across your chest area kind of thing and pointing like get out like you're out of here because what happened by Bruce Arians account that Antonio Brown at halftime was complaining about his target share Hmm. and the players to their credit is what Bruce Arians said calmed him down they got back out there they called a package that included Antonio Brown and AB apparently waved off the coach like nah I ain't going out there and Bruce Arians said you're out of here that's what Bruce Arians said happened Uh. is that what happened we don't know it's hearsay at this point right like unless like somebody else on the team comes out and says what happened so I mean honestly just it's just a bunch of nonsense it's another another uh you know black mark or blemish rather another blemish on antonio brown's career and life i guess yeah uh, I, you know i said this on the pot i kind of feel for the guy because like he missed out on like a million or two million that was i think like right in front of his face i think all they needed was a few more catches or something like that he had like two games to do it too right yeah and it's like he yeah. couldn't get out of his own way it's just it's just you know you, you got you know there's something mental going on and he's admitted that. And I think he's trying to get help, but geez, it's just, he's so far, he's so far gone at this point. Um, the only thing I, I'm going to tie this up with, I literally just thought about this, but this is another time where you go and send a third or fourth round pick for Antonio Brown, because he's going to get picked up by a team next year because he can still play. He was literally washing NFL defenders all over the place all year long with a busted ankle. As soon as this thing is surgically healed, he's good to go. I think in my opinion, you you just nailed it i was going to ask you that if you didn't uh come out with it yourself yeah i saw like a tweet someone's like i don't care what anybody says morally or whatever like i'm sending out late round picks for antonio brown everywhere and i'm like i think that's the move no i think uh, absolutely uh fourth round picks don't pan out too often and antonio brown's balling out and i bet you could probably get him for a fourth third probably from a lot of people a lot of people don't think he'll play and i think we've seen time to time like he's gonna get back out there for at least another year and you know he's still he's still really 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 good. So I think that's what we could take from a dynasty uh, standpoint right now is try to try to get some like get him. And I would say this just to finish that off as a contender. There's no reason to go get a thirty whatever year old receiver if you're <laughs> no. like not about to win and and you may as well spend your fourths on like young guys anyway. So um, this is totally like if you were in the top couple of three or four this year go out and do that. Make it, make it now. He'll be on a team and he will play next year. I, I can almost guarantee that. All right. Uh, next thing I want to talk about Pitts, uh, second rookie tight end to hit 1000 yards. We talked about it ad nauseum on here, how unlikely this would have been. Um, we didn't take a stance of Pitts is not a good player. We always said he was very uber talented. We just said, Hey, typically rookies from the tight end position, they don't do what Pitts is actually doing. So I just want to give him props and like, Hey man, like, we weren't, I don't think we're wrong in our process, but uh, he definitely is the outlier and he looks like an absolute stud. Um, that just want to say congrats, yeah. Well, I mean, to further your point on the process, I don't think we were wrong at all in the process. If you ask me, I think you can get him lower now than you had to pay for him when you got him in the draft or same value, possibly. He's acquirable, is my point, because he didn't have a great year and some people may not be happy with it it's still going to take you a lot to get Kyle Pitts, no doubt about it. He's just, he's a really good player. That said, I totally agree with you. Obviously he, he blew it out of the water thousand yards. I think we were talking about somewhere between five and 800 would be a really good year for him. Right. I mean, he's didn't hit the tight end. I mean, the touchdown numbers because quarterback team, a lot of stuff going on there. 
I think one other thing that I need to mention is that Calvin Ridley, we, we did not expect that whole situation to occur the way it did, right? We expected a whole bunch of targets, maybe somewhere more like 60 more targets going to him if he yeah. was on the field, which I think helped Kyle Pitts a lot out in this scenario. Now, I can't wait to do this. I meant to do it for you know this episode, but we'll do it for week eight or for uh, next week after the season. I want to pull the numbers on all the tight rookie tight ends and just kind of compare again to like what we've seen and just see where he fell because I think it'll be cool to see. But yeah, man, shout out to Kyle Pitts, absolutely dominated. Yeah, I have a good uh, a thought. We'll be pretty high on Fryermuth after we do that little little dig because if it wasn't for Kyle Pitts, everybody would be talking about Pat Fryermuth. Absolutely, absolutely. And the thing about they have in common. They have two washed ass quarterbacks on the ball. <laughs> what's going to happen with them? That's that's a good point yeah. though. That is a good point though because what's going to happen with Kyle Pitts? We already see how bad it is with a wash Matt Ryan, which is probably better than most quarterbacks are going to bring in there anyway. So what is it going to look like with the other quarterbacks? Are the touchdown numbers going to go up? Probably a little bit, but not where I think we want to see them. And these these this receiving number, I think the one thousand yards and stuff like that. If they get receivers and talent in a yeah, it's just the situation is very up in the air, I think, for that. And we just don't know what's gonna happen. That's what we talk about Jamar Chase. Oh uh, he's that dude. Holy crap. You know, people were fading him because he was dropping passes in preseason. <laughs> we told you yeah. not to do that. <laughs> I know. We told you not to do that. Yeah, uh Jamar Chase, man, three touchdown day, I think what, two hundred and fifty six yards, something like that. It doesn't matter. Two hundred fifty plus. Eleven catches, two fifty. <laughs> yeah without even looking at the numbers, but actually watching it, like the catches he were making were insanity. Dude, the short one, the short one that he took to the house, when he made the cut in like in field, you're like, he's fucking gone. Like, how did he get that fast off that? Like, he's just a muscle, you know, yeah. one big muscle running, man. He's so fast. He's so good. And still, I think T Higgins might be just as good, if not better. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously Chase is, is a dominant athlete. He's, he's awesome, but they, they just have such a good receiving core there. And, and yeah, man, if, if you bought Chase in those little, little slumps because of the, you know, because of the touchdowns, I mean, because of the, the drops, like your, I was saying and all that, I mean, good on you, seriously. Kudos. Would you sell Chase right now no. for Justin Jefferson plus? No, no, I, I, really? I know that. I know well how much plus, but probably no because Justin Jefferson in the second, eh, maybe yes, maybe. Okay. If I had Chase, I just probably I probably not selling him. Like that's why? Fair, that's fair. He he's gonna be a stud for a long time, and he's tied to Joe Burrow, who's looking pretty damn good. Justin Jefferson is tied to I don't know Kirk Cousins, maybe somebody else. Yeah. So just for that fact, I'm gonna keep Chase. Yeah, I'd be so excited about any receiver tied to Joe Burrow. He, I've said it on this pod, I've said it on the other pod, he is Dan, Dan Marino reincarnated. It is unbelievable. Like he just slings it. It's amazing. Yes. So much. I just, I just hope he's healthy. That's all I yeah, hope. Of course. It's funny. Uh, shout out to all the dads out there, but I was watching a uh, red zone and the, the uh, commentator for the Cincinnati game, Chase caught the touchdown. You know, I, I think it was the one you're talking about. And uh, the announcer said, Chase is on the case. And I don't know if you guys know, but <laughs> that's a paw patrol reference so no that's so great <laughs> i know i think after he said he's probably like damn but like yeah he's a dad i don't, I don't know who he was but he's like chase is on the case <laughs> that's great those announcers don't care they ham it up anyway you know yeah all right the next one uh michael gallup this sucks because 
he was going to hit free agency this year. And he's one of those players that like, you know, I think most of us are pretty fond of it. And like, nobody, nobody ever says anything bad about Gallup. Everybody knows he's, he's a player and, you know, he could possibly be a wide receiver one on a team. I think if he had the chance and, you know, this year would have been a good one for the cat, man. Sorry guys. <laughs> Having a fun time today. Man. I love it. This is a good day. <laughs> It would have been nice if he could just finish finish off the season healthy because he was injured earlier in the year, and he had the ACL thing on a touchdown catch, which, you know, man, bittersweet, right? Dude, torn ACL for Gallup, so tough. They said it was clean, so he should be healthy for next year. Um, from a dynasty's perspective, what are your thoughts on Gallup? ACL tears don't scare me off so much these days, so I see them as an opportunity in a lot of cases for younger guys. Gallup, I th- how old is Gallup? Is he probably 26 or 20, 26, 26 or 27? 20, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd be interested if I'm a contender in buying that dip because there's certainly people who are going to just be like, yeah, I'll move on. You know, I don't need to deal with an injured guy over 25. So, yeah, I I wouldn't mind buying him in that, in that situation because I think, you know, we can talk about this for a second, but I think Amari Cooper is on the outs for sure just with the season he had this year, the lack of success, I think, and the success that the team had with his lack of success i think they're going to probably try to get out of that contract which is going to be a ton of money probably this gives them the opportunity to sign gallup back to the team for a decent price they have cd as their number one and i think that's how it probably looks for a year or two there so that's what i'd be kind of foreseeing as cedric wilson i mean if you play Dynasty, you're probably familiar with him, but you know, uh, he has really good chemistry with Dak and he always steps up in the uh, when, when they need him. So, yeah, something like that. Like, so I think the injury does open up the door for them to maybe keep Gallup cheaper than let him go in free agency. He might feel more comfortable in staying, which could open the door for them to let Amari go. It's going to be something to watch. I would not make any moves on Gallup until kind of all of that is settled. So, for me, it's a wait and see. That's fair. I mean, I just, I just wonder if you can get him like really, really cheap right now. That's and the get thing. Ahead That's of it. the. So like, I would explore. Like, I'd, I'd like ask the Gallup or you know, or manager and just say, like, if I sent you a, a third in this back end, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, no, don't say like, <laughs> if I sent you this third and this guy, like what do you think and you know see where they're at on and if they are i mean shit do it like that's that's kind of where you know that's where you make your bones i think as a contender um and it's taking those risks like we've been i think that's one thing like this off season or this season too like is like i know i missed out on the antonio brown i know i missed out on those kind of things and it's like taking those risks sometimes with those back end picks when you're a contender can really pay off like the james connor thing right for me that was one that i really bought into most people didn't but like it was one of those that they could have and I got him for like a fourth and it really helped me out. So bada bing or bing bong as our, uh, our friend bing Dave bong. likes to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. So this is it. It's Ben Roethlisberger, the last game. If you had to pick, who do you think the Steelers starting quarterback is in 2022? I had a pick. Yeah, oh like, man. It, it, I mean, I, I yeah, you, it's tough. Like you got to wager 50 bucks. So you're putting your money on, I guess Aaron. No, I wouldn't do that. That doesn't make sense for him either. Kenny Pickett. Oh, okay. Okay. Taking a shot on the rookie. So you're going with the rookie. Okay, cool. Yeah. How do you feel? Okay. How do you feel about Haskins? Yeah. I mean, it definitely could be Dwayne Haskins next year to start if they get like not Kenny Pickett in there because I think Kenny Pickett beat him out in camp. But uh, yeah, if they do something like that for sure, there's an opportunity, of course, for like Watson to get over there, Deshaun Watson. 
I don't know how likely that is. Aaron Rodgers obviously could get over there. They do have a pretty solid team, but I feel like there's better situations for him out there, so that's why I didn't go him. What What are your thoughts on Mason Rudolph? Trash. He's not good, right? Not good. Yeah. Bad at yeah, football. And so. and apparently said some negative things on the field to people. <laughs> yeah, he's not a good person. <laughs> Maybe he'll no, stay. I, mean, <laughs> I was just thinking about it because, like, you know, right now would be a good time to try to get one of those quarterbacks in a super flex league if you – have feel a certain type of way about oh, this guy might actually start because he could get all those guys super cheap. I don't feel conviction about that Any of them? like at all. Yeah, I don't feel enough conviction to do that at all for me. I mean, it could be Russell Wilson for, for all I know. You know what I mean? It could be anybody. Who, who knows? Like because that situation is okay, but it's not the best. I don't know why. Maybe it would be really good if you had a competent quarterback there. So yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I guarantee you, one of the guys we just mentioned looks at it and is like, I can win a Super Bowl there. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so a good coach. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll finish off. We touched about Ridley a little bit. Calvin Ridley, it came out today, though, that he wants to be traded out of Atlanta. For me, I'm like, hey, bro, you didn't play all year. Like, <laughs> get your ass in there. Give us a season. But yeah, I mean, if he wants out, he wants out. So do you think he plays? He's 27, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, I didn't read any stories like in depth or anything, but the way I took this was that they wanted to mutually part ways so he could go somewhere else. So yeah, I think, he, I still think he plays. If not, I mean, shout out to Riley, our, our loyal listener, my goodness, like he would have made the ultimate move in our dynasty league where it looks like somebody paid pennies for, for uh, what, you know, we would value Ridley at, at a normal rate, but uh, honestly, like it, it is up in the air right now. I do think he plays again. I think he plays for another team. I would love it if the Patriots would invest in that. That'd be great. Yeah, of course you do. Nobody else wants that. Yeah, I know. I know. No. I know. But he could be back. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll keep up to date on that. Cool. That's all the news. So what I wanted to do this week, uh, just kind of fun, look back at like some of the top three finishes from our rookies because, well, we like rookies around here. I didn't dive into like any like super uh, – super heavy analytic stats that like, you know, can help us predict what they'll do in the future. Just kind of like, you know, uh, counting stats, basically just, you know, how good they want. So let's start with quarterbacks, passing yards and touchdowns, Mac Jones, top of the list, 3,541 and 23 touchdowns. I was wrong about Mac Jones. I admit it. I I was wrong. I like it. But I did draft him. I did draft him in Dynasty because I learned my lesson with Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> and and honestly, that's a great lesson you put into action, dude. Because you didn't pass up on a guy because you didn't like him. You knew that there was opportunity there, just like we should have known with Herbert. And he ended up being one of the better quarterbacks coming out of that class, probably top two right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, surprising at this list. I mean, because it's kind of the season he's had. But Trevor Lawrence. Second in yards, 3,418 and 10 touchdowns. Because they had no other choice but to they throw the no ball, man. Yeah. Oh, God. I feel so bad for, for T-Law, man. We'll, we'll talk about it in a bit. Kind of nice to, sidebar, but kind of nice to see if uh, they could land a guy like Harbaugh. Like, what, what they could do to change that organization around, you know? Just, just a guy, man. Just a competent <laughs> guy. I mean, there's some, there's some individuals around the league for sure. Like, Kellen, I mean, Kellen Moore, you know. Touch like, <laughs> uh the enemy you know there's there's some guys around the league who you could see going in there and really making a difference so i really hope it happens for him me too all right the next stat would just be touchdown to interception ratio 
it's a pretty oh, good wait. set. We're skipping over over. Oh, Davis I forgot. Mills. Yes, this is the this is the guy that we need to talk about anyway. Yes, Davis Mills, number three on the list in yards, two thousand three hundred sixty-three with thirteen touchdowns. Mind you, folks, mind you, this boy only played twelve games <laughs> in Houston. Dude, it's impressive, man. And we heard about it. We heard about it though. Come when he when he came out, it was. He's he's smart. He has all the tools. He he would have been a top pick if he didn't break both his knees, right? Yeah. And he doesn't look too bad, man. No, he doesn't. We got him in Debbie, and I think we got him in like a, I don't know, third round pick or something crazy like that. We're like, oh, we'll just take the quarterback, I guess. So so here's the thing, and this is why, like, I remember talking it through with you because I was kind of interested in Mills everywhere when he was falling that far, and I was like, he's he's on a team where Deshaun Watson's not going to play for and it's Tyrod Taylor. And we just know how that goes many times with injuries, the way he plays and just all sorts of stuff. He could be benched at any time. So it was just kind of like seeing that before it happened, you could see that it was a very good possibility given all of the stuff that was talked about him and the draft capital he got. That was really what, what I think topped it off for me, but I will say for how low we got him and the likelihood that he ever really, plays long-term in the league, I think the best move is to move on from him. Try to try to get something for him, in my opinion. I don't know about, about you. I think he's a buy. But that we're, okay. at the end of the, we're at the end of the first season. I just think that he's really cheap. He's a starting quarterback, as it is. One that's done pretty well so far. Um, you know, he, the likes of uh, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, they're not on this list. And they played more games than Mills. Well, I think Zach Wilson played. No, Justin Fields, I think, played 12 too. But I'm just saying, he did really good, and I think he'd get him really cheap. So he's a guy that, like, I'd send a second for. So, sounds like we're holding him in our Debbie league. I like it. We are. We are, yeah. I, I, I like wouldn't it. sell him. Okay, okay. I dig we don't it. agree I on it. everything. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And and I'm I'm interested. Like, I, I think that's an interesting take, and I'm, I'm down to hold and see what happens there, especially because, again, we didn't spend anything on him, so no. it's okay. Like. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So I, I dig it. And I, and I like the confidence in the kid, man. Yes. Let's do it. All right. So, okay, the next one, touchdown to interception ratio. Number one, Trey Lance. He hasn't thrown a lot of balls. I didn't do any cutoffs. I just went straight stats. He did play what? He started two games, and he came in in relief a couple times. But some of those times, he came in through one pass for, like, one touchdown. Um, did you get a chance to see him this week? A little bit. Didn't look great, in my opinion. Still, still very much a rookie, not comfortable passing the ball too much, a little slow on his reads, running and passing. Yeah. He did look a little, I think, a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, he looked like a rookie. But fantasy perspective, he almost put up 20 fantasy points. So <laughs> that's, that's his MO. You know, I mean, so if we're looking at it from that, you know, wheels up there. Um, next one, Mac Jones, 1.9. That's a pretty good touchdown interception ratio. That kid is just good, man. I fucking hate the Patriots. How, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like it. I'm just, I'm just worried about the upside. You see it in all these games: uh, Bucks, Dallas, uh, Buffalo. When we weren't in a blizzard, and Indianapolis, he just right now. And this obviously can change. He can't create points. It's like you know, in basketball, where you got to be able to create your own shot, create your own space. Like he can't do that yet, and he needs to be able to do that. And it's just concerning, you know. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think wheels up on him. Like he's only going to get better. I'm I'm pretty high on Mac Jones right now. Yeah, I'm with it. I, I bought him in in console wars. I'm not like out on him or anything. It's just yeah. I'm just voicing the concern. Number three on the list again. We have to mention it. Davis Mills, one point two, 
touchdown to interception. I mean, come on, man. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. And uh, again, he's he's playing with that Houston team, which is not great. The coach is old. I mean, nobody expected anything out of this team. It's one is of the it worst David teams Coley in the league. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's he's the interim coach, isn't he? Yeah, or something. I don't, I don't yeah, know. all year long. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. He just sounds uh, like an interim. Coach. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, again, uh, Mills lands three on this list. So. Oh man, I dig it. I don't know. It's just something I don't think we should overlook in super flex leagues. No, I look, I'm okay. I you're winning me over with the buy, but I don't even think you need I mean, I guess you would need to just spend a second on them or something. That's not bad. Some, something like that. That's yeah. not bad. All right. Uh onto some wide receivers. So receptions. Jalen Waddle, 99. We've talked about this before because this is not how we really saw him being used. Um, he's getting like a lot of those short passes and he's getting a whole hell of a lot of them. Dude, everyone talks about Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, and he should get the accolades he's getting because he he's amazing and he should get offensive rookie of the year. But what Jalen Waddle is doing is nothing short of, of amazing as well. He's doing it on a team that lacks talent, a good offensive game plan on any given week, been dealing with changes in quarterbacks all year long. And, and yet he's still, in, he's still going to end up with over a hundred yards. I mean, 100, 100, uh, 100, yeah. 100 receptions. I hope he ends up with over 100 yards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's going to end up with over 100 receptions, and it's just amazing. Like, you know. That's a big year for a rookie. All right, next one. This one is really insane because we barely got to talk about him the first time, like week nine or week 10 or something. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's got 82 receptions on the year. <laughs> Dude, more than Jamar Chase. That's you, – you like to say it wheels up, right? Yeah. I don't know what to think about St. Brown, though, man. I'm not sure if I'm willing to – I mean, I, I, I know I'm not sure willing to spend whatever it's going to take to get him right now. I don't know if I'd be willing to pass up the opportunity to sell him for what you could get right now. That's just where I'm at on all these guys because it's, it's just a value game for me. Like, where can I make an extra here and there? Because like I was saying, Chase for Justin Fields – I mean, Justin Jefferson in the second – I do it in, a, in like a heartbeat because I think that you're, you're going to get the same points for the same amount of time, probably uh, with St. Brown situation. I'm just not sure. You know, I just, I look at historically, you know, guys trapped in the round he was drafted where he plays blah, 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 blah. And I, I try, I need to try to forget that sometimes when you see production like this and just be like, okay, he is that dude. That's fair. I like him. I'm not going to go try to acquire him because I've seen what he costs, but uh, I just want to point out, Hey man, what, what a season. We never would have never would have expected, uh, you know, back in September that Amon Ross St. Brown's gonna be second on this list. Yep. So if you have him, are you holding him? Yeah, I think so. Well, fuck. I don't know. What are you giving me for him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So I, yeah. I actually I had somebody reach out and ask me, and I was like, "Look, unless I'm getting a first round pick for him, I'm holding. Just no no two ways about it. He looks too good. So I think right now." I'd be holding for first round, like, you know, late first plus, like, I'd love to get a deal like that. I think that'd be great. You can get like Khalil Herbert in a first in a, in the one Oh nine or the one ten, all over it for me. If you can't do that or obviously higher pick, but you can't do that. Then I'll, I'll ride the, the St. Brown train and see where it leads me. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking about it. I think uh, any scenario that I could think of, I'd only be willing to sell him. I don't think I'd be willing to buy him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Third on the list, Jamar Chase. We've already talked about him, but he has 79 receptions on the year. Awesome. He's a stud. Yep. All right. Target share. This won't surprise you too much. Number one, Jalen Waddle, 24.5% target share. Love to see it, man. I know. I know. Uh, I'm so high on the kid. I, I'm so happy where he's gotten to because on film, 
you know, on paper before his last year with what happened, just so good. Yeah, he's he's been your dude, and I've seen you put your money where your mouth is in various places throughout the season. So, all right, number two on the list, Jamar Chase, twenty four point three, and number three on the list, a guy that I don't like talking about because he's doing better than I thought he would, Devonta Smith with twenty two point nine, almost twenty three percent target share there in Philly. Devonta Smith or Amon Ra? Uh foof. Devonta Smith. Yeah, same. <sighs> yeah, feels gross saying it, but it's true. No, for sure. I think you know. I just think like the talent profile, everything, the situation isn't much worse or better than the other one. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or, okay, here's another one. Devonta Smith or Elijah Moore? Oh, dang. Maybe it's because I like Elijah Moore more. More, more? I do. I do. More, I like him more. more. Yeah. You know what's funny? So this one is weird. I think I'm going to go with Devonta Smith. What I've seen from him, his skill set, this is one of those ones where, you know, everybody's a cream rises at the top kind of thing. Yeah. I just think he's the better all-around talent and he is a number one receiver already right he's the number one receiver and he has the skill set body type i think like size wise like height and he can bulk up a little bit to get there i think the concerns about his weight need to go out the window we've seen he can do it so elijah moore the situation in with the jets if they get another receiver in there i think he takes a step back from these boom games you know i think having a, a Corey Davis on IR and having no other viable option out there, really no tight end mm-hmm. <laughs> helped him a lot. So I, I saw this on Twitter, I think. And I, I said the same thing. I'm, I'm going to Devonta Smith. I'm sticking with him. Cool. All right. And then we'll last one receiving yards. So Jamar chase 1,429 receiving yards in his rookie season. Jesus. Yeah. Let's look at Jalen Waddle and the difference in yardage and talk <laughs> about, talk about quarterback situation. Jalen Waddle, 988. And if you're any good at math, that's about 450 or so difference. That's insane. <laughs> it's, it, it's sad because, like, I don't know if it's ever going to get better for Waddle, but if he was with Burrow, it would. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? For sure. Like, he'd have the same, he'd have 1,400 yards probably too with, with, uh, with Burrow. So, um yeah that's that's kind of the difference there and and i guess that's something that's probably not going to change dynasty wise so that's where that gap kind of occurs for for everybody i think and then number three on the list Devonta smith with 875 which is a really good rookie season safe to say Devonta Devonta smith's not going to flop i wish i had done like maybe like a 700 yard threshold um we kind of look at guys that like historically once they reach that mark they're pretty safe bets to go out and acquire so uh smith i was wrong on him i think he's gonna be just fine yeah i think bateman might have hit that threshold i'm not sure if he did or didn't i think he might have elijah moore almost certainly did but yeah that's that's a good point all right and then uh i wasn't going to talk about the tight ends because there's really only two to talk about Pitts we talked about already friar booth had a really good season he's the guy i'm looking to acquire if i i have a lot of them already but we're going to do a specific specific tight end segment in the next week here so we'll touch on it yep so we'll talk on the running backs before we move on to the next thing. So rush yards, Najee Harris, not surprised. We all thought he would get the most usage out of any of these running backs, and he did. He has uh, 1,172 yards through week 17. Are you concerned about Najee at all? Like, is there anything about his usage that you would want more from? Or is there – what are you seeing? He's good. He's really good. I, I don't – I want guys who are more explosive for okay. me. Like he just lacks some of that, like it's the speed. It's the, it's a long range speed. And 
it's not having too much effect on his fantasy production. Right. Um, but I think that over time, he's one of those guys who is going to have to rely on other skill sets. And when you lose that speed, it's just harder to play. You see guys like Zeke, right? Like I could see him going the way of Zeke very quickly kind of thing or Todd Gurley, but without the, the degenerative knee kind of thing, you know, where it's just like slows down faster than you want them to. You mean RB6, Zeke? Come on. But, no, I mean, hey, look, I, no. I, can't, I can't. He actually helped me win a champion, the, the one championship I won this year. So no, no, uh, no ill will for, for Zeke. I actually think he might have a, a good year next year because he's been banged up a lot this year. But uh, I'm not trying to acquire him necessarily. Najee, look, I, I think if you have him, hold him, ride the wave, whatever, I'm not buying him. Uh, next one on the list is a guy that we never would have expected to be number two on this list. Elijah Mitchell, 878 yards. Yeah. I, I, I sell. Really? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Really? Because you got him for a fourth round pick, maybe even waivers in some leagues. And it's just a San Francisco running back, bro. Like, I, the history's there. The history. What there. would you take for him? Uh, a first. Someone okay. will pay me a first for him. I don't even care. If, I don't even care if it's like the 111. I'll take it. Mm. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'd probably take that too, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I'll shop him. Yep, I would too. Okay. Next, third on the list, Javonta Williams, 857, which is impressive because Melvin Gordon had a pretty damn good year again, which you called. You you were high on Melvin Gordon, and I was kind of like, hey, I don't know. He's going to get faded out halfway through the season, but no, uh, he looks just as good as Javonta Williams, really. So for uh, Javonta to put up 857 splitting, and that's a very good offense, you know, if we're being completely honest here. I think that's a, a pretty good sign for him moving forward. Yeah. I think Javante looked great this year. There's there's no way around it, really. And I wasn't super high on Javante, for sure. Melvin Gordon, at the beginning of the year, dude, he said that he felt disrespected and that he was going to essentially have a monster year. So, like, when there's guys that you know aren't bullshitting when they say, like, Melvin Gordon, like, kind of just, like, tells you how it is. So, mm-hmm. I, I took him at his word there that he was kind of motivated for this season, right? That said... I think he could be back again because he had a good season there and they're trying to compete in this league. You carry two good running backs if you can. And I don't think it's going to be expensive to keep them. And then you got Javante on the rookie contract. I mean, it's a really good situation. I'm worried about that for Javante Williams. I'm looking to sell Javante right now. He, he has been like, I think ranked at dynasty running back somewhere between two and five at times this year in the last couple of weeks. And at that, like he's he's not that. Yeah, I'm selling that, and I want first round picks and whatever else you want to give me, you know. So yeah, I'll, I'll take a haul for him in a second. I like that. I I have a share. Maybe I'll shop him around. All right. Last thing we'll touch on with these stats is rushing touchdowns and receiving touchdowns. Oh, maybe not receiving. Uriah, you dropped the ball here. Najee Harris seven rushing touchdowns. Ramondre Stevenson five rushing touchdowns. Elijah Mitchell and our boy Chuba Hubbard with five oh. rushing touchdowns. Chuba get Chuba gets the uh, the mention. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty interested in that. That's funny. I like Chuba if you have him because I think that he's going to be used because he's good. Mm-hmm. He's clearly he's, good. He's not an all star or anything like that, or he's not going to be utilized that way or given the opportunity to do that. I don't think, especially in the short term. But with the CMC situation, they're going to want to spell him a lot, and I think. Hubbard is the guy who's going to take over that role. So um, very, very nice little role he's carved out for himself there. But, you know, 
not much there. I think the the news here that is it's Ramondre Stevenson, right? Like a guy that we talked about early on. We liked how he looked on. Or I, I don't you remember. Definitely both did. I liked how he looked on film. Yeah. But I, I think we both were interested in him in general. This podcast was interested in Ramondre Stevenson. And once he got to the Patriots, I was just like, oh, God, they want to run the ball. Of course, it's going to be nice. I would like to buy him up right now because I think that there's a little window here with how Damian Harris is sniping all the touchdowns and all that. And if somebody doesn't really see that, he's probably going to take over in the next coming years. Uh, I'd, I'd, you know, snipe him out from under him if I could for second round pick plus something, whatever second round pick I'd like to get him for that kind of value. So would you go, uh, go ahead and give up Javonta Williams and take uh Ramondre Stevenson plus. Yeah. If, if somebody would give me a first and, and Ramondre, yeah, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, that's our rookie check-in. You know, congratulations to these guys. Um, some baller years, really, for some rookies. Uh, nothing too historic except for Jamar Chase, but all around really good seasons. And uh, Will's up, Davis Mills. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Something we'll do in the coming weeks, I think, that'll be a good idea. And it'll highlight some of the guys, obviously, that are more at the bottom of the list is look at, you know, yards per team attempt and stuff like that. Yes, and we'll, we'll just dive into like the top 15 or whatever for each category. We'll, we'll figure it out. But I think that's probably the way to go to give our listeners like a full scope of, of kind of all the rookies and what they've done. Absolutely. All right. Here's a little fun one you threw on there. So uh, you want to talk about uh, Trevor Lawrence's value? Yes. So, yeah, I wanted to talk to T-Law's value because I do have him in a league. And it just made me think about it because when you have one share of a guy, you always remember it. You know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. when they're doing really well or really poorly. And you just consider all your options and thinking about where all the other quarterbacks are, the rookie quarterbacks are and where Trevor Lawrence's value is at, right? Cause this is a guy who came out, he's a one-on-one uh, best QB prospect we've seen since Andrew Luck. So he should have some, he should retain some value regardless of how well or how poorly he did in his first year, especially, especially given the situation with urban Meyer the whole team losing all the weapons. It's just, it, it was, it was really rough, really, really rough year. Probably one of the worst situations you could ask the 101 QB to be in. So I'm sure a lot of people are concerned about him. I wanted to just get a temperature check from you and talk it through on, on kind of where we're at on his value versus some other quarterbacks. Right. So straight off the top, let's, let's start with a couple from this quarterback class. Give me one second. I want to load these up on a, uh... I'm just going to use keep trade cut real yeah. quick. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So for sure. Yeah. The one I hate the most. I like it. Well, just it, whatever. <laughs> okay. So starting with the, you know, some, some uh, QBs from this rookie class. So who would you rather Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance right now? Trevor Lawrence. Okay. You'd rather Trevor Lawrence. Is that what the market would rather? No. Trey Lance is valued about 10% higher See, than yeah. Trevor Lawrence. I'll, I'll, I'll cut to the chase, and I pulled up all these guys we're going to talk to right now. And on Keep Trade Cut, the highest valued player is Trey Lance. Interesting. Okay. I can so, see why you hate it. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. But no, I, I, honestly, so I'll get to my reasoning. I just, I think Trevor Lawrence, we've seen a lot of years of him play college ball at a very high level. And when you watch him play, he does make two or three passes where you're like, wow that's the dude i just think jacksonville sucks and i feel like there's a chance they might not suck next year i don't know man i just i don't know 
I don't know. I just, I still, I'm still, I'm still keeping Trey Lance. I mean, if I, obviously I can't, but if I could, I would, I would trade T-Law for Lance plus, but it doesn't look like you can do that. Right. I actually think I sent an offer for, I think I sent an offer earlier because I just said to myself, what you said was, I don't know if it's going to get better in Jacksonville. And I don't know if I'm willing to wait for as long as, as long as it's going to take for it to get better for Trevor Lawrence to score me points on my team. Like, I'm not sure if I want to do that. Right. Like, am I willing to just sit this guy down for three or four years? Am I going to even compete that way? So I think I sent Trey Lance in like a, a third or something for, I mean, uh, Trevor Lawrence in a third for Trey Lance or something like that to see if I could get it done and entice the guy. But you're saying you would rather, you would trade Lance Mac Jones or Zach Wilson for T law. No. So just, just Lance. I have T-Law over Lance. Okay, but you would trade T-Law for Mac Jones? Yeah, I would. Wow. Wow, that one's crazy to me. That one's I, crazy. Well, dude, it, I seen what Mac Jones did. I mean, it's uh, one of the best rookie performances. I mean, short of Dak Prescott, give it up, that we've seen in a long time. He, he, he's going to get better. He's attached to Bill Belichick. None of these guys are attached to anything that resembles Bill Belichick's jockstrap. So I'm gonna go ahead and take Mac. I'm gonna take go ahead and take Mac Jones, and he's doing it with scrub wide receivers like Kendrick Bourne. Really, for real? Yeah, that's true. You're not you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong about that. So yeah, no. Uh, I'll take uh, Mac Jones over T. Law. Okay, what about Jalen Hurts or Trevor Lawrence? Oh, shit. Probably, probably Hurts. Okay, he look he looks better than I like to admit. Yeah, I agree. I lied, early, especially for fantasy. I mean, yeah. And he can keep the job doing what he's doing. I lied. It wasn't for Lance. I sent T-Law and a third for Hertz. That's what I sent oh. it for. And I was sitting there contemplating for a while about it. I got to be honest with you. I yeah. was like, and I'm, I, I'm doing it. I'm going for it, man. Yeah. I, if I'm the Hertz owner, I don't know if I do that. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Yeah, I, I would You could have done that. You could have done that months ago, probably. I know. Oh, I'm I so, it, but see, that's, I mean, again, we've seen, we saw some of the stuff you know, we predicted some of it. You can't predict it all, but you can get better at it. And this is some of the stuff, you know, again, that I think was us hating a player. Yeah. More than anything. Cause you could see it was, you could see it could happen. You could yeah. see it. I, a lot of it was just me. Dallas bias. I hate Philly. I really wanted hurts to suck. And I honestly didn't think he's a very good quarterback. I still don't think he's very accurate. I still don't think he's a very good quarterback, but that boy plays football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he can play football. Yeah. <laughs> and he oh, definitely yeah. plays fantasy football. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I have to admit it. Um, I'm, I'm going to want Hertz uh, all day. If you want to send me T-Law for Hertz, you better add, add a little extra. T-Law in a second? Yeah, I'd probably do that. All right, yeah. Okay, how about T-Law for Tua? Uh, why? Yeah, I, I think it's like trading one bad situation. For yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I like Tua. You know, I think if I have Tua, I'd rather just keep him. Um I'm not interested in like what T-Law could be if I have to already. Cause I think I know what Tua is and he's going to be fine. And he's probably going to play for the next, you know, at least his rookie contract. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably just keep Tua. And if I have T-Law, I'm not looking to get Tua either. You know, they're both kind of like, eh, that's not the best analysis in the world, but that's just how I'm feeling, you know? No, that's good. So last one here, given that he could end up as the Pittsburgh starting quarterback or who, who, who the hell knows Seattle, if they move on from whatever Denver, he could go anywhere. T-Law or Deshaun Watson? Right now, today, I'm keeping T-Law for sure. But I'm keeping an eye on Watson. I made this tweet like oh, a couple of weeks ago and I said, I can't think of any 
other player in Superflex Dynasty whose value could increase more from today until September. Watson's value has gone down so low. But he was QB2 a year ago, man. QB3, right? He's still really, really good. All this legal shit goes out the way. He lands somewhere that's going to give him a chance to start. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Once you find out where he goes, then yeah, you try to make that move right away because Watson's going to ball out, give him the chance. But you, you just can't go out and give up a, a dude you spent the one-on-one on for the chance that you might have a better quarterback on your roster. We don't know if he's going to play. Totally. No, I'm with you there. I think you you ride it out with T-Law at least for another year, and, and you could probably make some sort of move if, if Watson got signed or if you wanted to do that kind of thing. All right. All right. Enough Trevor Lawrence, enough Trevor Lawrence. But I just think his value is very, very up in the air right now. And, and there's opportunity to both buy and sell. And I'm not sure which is the best move, but I think if you can go for Hertz, some minor upgrade, I'd be willing to just kind of cut bait and let somebody else deal with it. I think so too. Awesome. All right. What do we got next here? I want to talk about this. I don't know if we've ever really talked about this, but this is great, for, especially for dynasty newcomers. And, you know, vets who, who haven't heard it before, but I did want to talk about leaving Dynasty Leagues because I have run into it this year, I think, where I, I want to leave one, but I feel like an absolute dick about it. And you shouldn't. You should definitely feel like you can, you can leave any league you want. Just obviously be respectful. Say, you know, let them know as soon as possible and all that stuff. What I did want to say is I think that is so over-gratuitous, self-posturing thing that so many people are doing on Twitter where they're just like, everybody... It has a message out right now. It's okay to leave league if you want to, man. It's okay. It's okay. It's all it's all good. Etiquette, just proper etiquette. But uh I, I just thought it was really funny and it's something that the, the community is talking about. So I figured we'd touch on it. It's hard to leave a league, man. It's really hard. I don't know if you've done it, but um I really haven't left one and just been like, hey, deuces guys, like I I'm not in the, this one anymore, whatever it is. But this year I got into one league that just got started. It my team's fine and all that. Like, it's not about my team. It's just the way that like, I can tell the group and everything. It, it, it doesn't have the legs to last. You know what I mean? And it's like, we talked about this. We're investing like real time into these, like you were talking about at the beginning, you want to remember like everybody on your teams and like have this investment. And if you're not going to have it, what the, what's the point? We spend a lot of time. I don't want to waste time on that. <laughs> Got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we, we talked about this last year and it, it is important to know like a, don't feel bad leaving a league. You're just saying someone will take your place. Toot sweet. You're not special. You are replaceable. Don't feel bad. Just do it early. Don't do it in August. Yeah, do it now. If you you know, whatever. And so I could speak on this personally. There's two two leagues I'm in. Maybe it's because they're hosted on safe leagues. And so like the chat, so they're not, they're just randos. And so if you want to build a community, you really have to be outgoing and try to get people to talk and stuff. And I'm in two of these. And I posted the message in both of them, like, hey great season, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really feel like this was a home league for me. I'm going to try my best to like be more active in here and get people. It's not just me not being active. It's like the whole thing. There's not a lot of trades. There's not a lot of talking. I barely even know these people's personalities after being in one of those leagues for two years, one of those leagues for another year. And I said, Hey, I'm going to pay my dues and I'm going to try to make this a community again, um, going forward this year. But if I still feel at the end of next season, I don't care what my team's like, right? You know, it's, it's about community and stuff. And I obviously I want to do well, but if I still have that same feeling next year, I'm going to leave both those leagues and then probably just focus on getting into leagues with guys I interact with on Twitter. Cause that's where I spend most of my football interactions, you know? 
So, and I'll do it early. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, that's, that's a, that's a great point. And I like, I mean, it's, it's good on you for sure for being the one to like reach out and actually try to save the league because if, if it weren't for you, like it would just die probably, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's, that's really awesome that you're making that effort and, and definitely a good example for others who, who find themselves in that situation specific where it's like, this league could survive if we just fucking like talk, like we all have, you know, we all have decent teams. It's safe leagues. Like we're like, we know we're paying for this and like we did it on purpose. It's not like I yeah. fucking got here by accident. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, we all wanted to uh, be here. So let's, you know, let's enjoy ourselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. So yeah, if you're not enjoying it, obviously leave the league, but do it fast and, and just, you know, like, like rip it off like a bandaid. Cause you know, it, it's so funny being on the other end, the commissioner side of it, every time we understand and we don't give anybody shit or care, we just go and try to find somebody and it. It is what it is. Uh, but as the person doing it, like I said, myself, I sent the message to the commissioner basically saying like what I said now, I'm just not feeling it. It doesn't seem like it's going to last. Like, I don't want to spend effort on it if it's not going to uh, whatever. Um, that's kind of how you do it quickly. Right. Right after the season ends, like, let them know. Awesome. All right. Last thing we'll talk about here. So this is an interesting thing, like holding. Okay. So the topic is holding your rookie draft pre or post NFL draft. What do you think? Madness. 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 I like this. You, you talk first. Oh my God. You know, you know who I'm talking about on Twitter. Why I cannot think of his name for the past three days. I don't follow him anymore, but it's, uh, he's a fucking scouting dude. Um, he always fucking talks about this, how, how the rookie draft should be held before i saw one from ray gq okay that's that. who it is who always talks about it no he's been oh, okay. fucking saying this for months and probably since last year and because he holds himself to such a high degree as a talent evaluator and as a scout that he thinks that he has such a good advantage in just reading you know the the talent that's coming through he doesn't care where they land right so he's saying, if you're as good a talent evaluator as me, then we should just be able to do these drafts pre-NFL draft. I mean, first of all, that's, that's fairly arrogant. But not only that, it's also for you to think that every person playing Dynasty should have or spend as much time as you do evaluating, which it's like your job now then you're out of your fucking mind. Like they can't all keep up with you, dude. So you want this specifically for your advantage or is it that you only play in leagues with other scouts? Then if that's the case, I mean, by all means, do your thing. Um, for me, I mean, the way I think about it too is like, look, I could like Trevor Lawrence as much as I want pre-draft. He could be my favorite QB ever. He lands on the Jaguars. I'm instantly looking elsewhere, okay? So I think that when that happens, for me, you can say cream rises to the top all you want. There's situations that players fall into that are bad and that don't work. Nikhil Harry. I mean, there's a whole slew of them. They could end mm -hmm. up different places and things could have happened. And it's, it's, it just doesn't make much sense to me to pigeon self your whole like that pigeon self, uh, pigeonhole yourself like that. Adam. <laughs> uh, yeah. Got him. When it comes to dynasty leagues that these, decisions you make are going to have really long lasting effects. It just seems like, especially with casual leagues, when you're telling people to do this, you're going to get into some murky waters where people are really unhappy with what they did and don't understand why it happened that way. It's bad advice for just the dynasty community. Like here's the thing, Ray, it's called Devi. 
<laughs> we, we, <laughs> we do that. He, he wants to play just big old Debbie and C2C leagues. Go for it, my guy. You're absolutely yeah, yeah. right. It is. It, that's exactly what it is because in Debbie leagues, you are scouting the incoming classes already and you can get ahead of them and boom, you're good to go. You have them on your team. Yeah. I, I, I do think it would be fun to have a rookie draft pre NFL draft just to see kind of from my own personal, like, how am I doing? Like, um, do I do better without the noise of the NFL draft? Um, combine uh, landing spot and all stuff. Cause I've seen it affect my decisions. Some, some positively, some negatively like, Oh, we, you know, I don't like him as much cause he went here. A lot of people got hyped up about CEH. I didn't fall for that, but that aspect of it does seem fun, but to come out there with the following that you have to be like on a soapbox about how this should be one. Yes. It's arrogant. It means you're trying to tell everybody else you already got this all figured out. And you're better than the 32 NFL scouting departments. Landing spot does matter. I mean, it's one of the <laughs> biggest factors. Uh, draft capital definitely matters. Well, that's <laughs> sorry. That's one of the biggest factors, not where yes. they land. The, the capital they receive is so important in hit rate data. Yes. Like that, that makes, you can't ignore hit, that. It makes the hit rate data. It is so important. So it's like, I, I just don't understand it. It, it really reeks of like, of like, cockiness dude it, it it just reeks of thinking that you're you're better than everybody or a, that you want to show everybody that you're that good right it's not that you are that good it's like i need to prove to you i'm that good by being able to do it this way where most of the community wouldn't be able to do it this way i just don't i just don't buy it and i don't see why it, why it would be good advice for the masses so it's not yeah. Just kind of want to get that out there and, and make sure that at least our listeners and the people that, you know, follow us aren't doing that and don't think they need to be doing that to prove anything, especially like, it, you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to prove you're super good at this by doing it pre NFL draft. You could just wait and have a good time. Yeah. Don't don't think that you're lesser because your rookie draft is after the NFL draft. You're you're just normal. That's how normal dynasty leagues run. If you want to do that and like try to predict where these guys are going, join a uh, Debbie league. Yeah. And it's, and, and those those are super fun in themselves and and have a whole different aspect to it. So yeah, man, I, I love that you brought that up though, because I hadn't thought of that. It's literally, there's a format built for it. Yeah. It's called, it's called Debbie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Next time I see him post that, I I promise you I'm posting. You should just play Debbie, man. I mean, you know, there's a destination for Debbie. (laughs) <laughs> oh. uh, you're on it today with the fucking uh, like puns and dad jokes my guy you're on it man uh just a good day it's my friday so here we go oh man all right it's like that huh i love it a good little bitching session uh looking back at some rookies you know it was just a good episode man had a good time anything else you want to talk about no nah, man no i i think we knocked it out of the park today cool all right everyone thanks for listening uh give us a follow on twitter at dynasty underdog at just your iff Follow Billy's pod at Even Given Pod. Follow Billy at Willie Beeman DFF. And have a wonderful night, everyone. Peace out. Am I podcasting with you or the cat? Both. <laughs> She's pissed I'm in her seat. All right. So, who is your favorite wide receiver? <laughs> I can't think of any smart ones. Uh, she's a fan of the. Uh, Tied in there in the Chargers, uh, Trey McKitty. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, she, she, she says uh, he's possum. <laughs> <laughs>